What's at the bottom of the Mariana Trench? Are gloves just socks for hands? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This This Paranormal Paranormal Life. Life. Yo! Whoa, 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 whoa. Welcome back to This Paranormal Life. This is the weekly comedy podcast. Every Tuesday, we investigate a different paranormal tale, case, or claim and get to the bottom of whether it's truly paranormal or not. As always, you are joined by myself, Mr. Kit Grumovena, this guy, Mr. Roy Powers. How are you doing today, Roy? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, usually when we record these episodes, uh, it's a little later in the evening. Yeah. Um, but we went for kind of Two, a midday. 3 a.m. Yeah, super late. Uh, but now we're kind of recording midday, uh, and I had a very large katsu curry for lunch. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I did say keep it light. I said... Bro, uh, we're recording in 30 minutes. I don't think you have time and I for said, a don't interrupt. meal I said, don't in a interrupt Japanese me. restaurant. I said, don't interrupt. Three katsus for the one curry. Uh, can I also get um, two bowls of chicken? So I thought the katsu is the chicken. The katsu is the little crust that they put on the side of the chicken. So you ordered three times the crust for one set of chicken? I'm a hungry boy. This is me talking. Hungry for crust? <laughs> This is me talking to the waiter at the restaurant. This is you ordering in perfect Japanese to, to the restaurateur. How do you know hungry boy in Japanese? <laughs> That's not even a Japanese phrase. So you're feeling a little sluggish. I'm feeling a little sluggish. I got a, a, a Coke here full of caffeine. I'm just going to I'm just gonna power through this. I need to get riled up on a good paranormal story. Well, you're about to get riled up with the story I'm about to tell you, Rory. Uh, let's stop dilly-dallying. This episode comes courtesy of Tom Davidson and Holly Horowitz. Thank you both for sending this one in to thisparanormallifepodcast at gmail.com. Rory, our story today brings us to Washington State in 1997. Oh, I'm getting riled up. We're about 10 miles. <laughs> yeah? Yeah? How, How many, many miles? miles? How many miles, bitch? 10 miles outside of Ellensburg. F- yeah. And Mel Waters is walking around his property. This is a, a patch of land in Kittitas County uh, that he's bought to work on. Mel is taking apart some machinery and cleaning out some trash on his property. And the great thing about owning a bunch of land like Mel is that the world is your bin. <laughs> you, you don't have to bag things up and get it collected. You can just dump it on your own land. Yeah, very true. You broke the toaster, throw it out the window. Oh, you broke the window because the window wasn't open when you threw out the toaster? Bulldoze the entire house. Who cares? Scrap it. It's yours. So as usual, Mel was dumping trash into various ditches and holes on his property. And after filling up one ditch pretty much to the brim with endless trash, he went to find another. You're kind of seeing this is why the world looks the way it does. Yeah. Because this is what human beings do. They very short-sightedly create trash and dump it on their own property. He found a good-sized hole in the ground and threw some old wood in it. The wood descended into the darkness and he heard no thud as it hit the bottom. Weird, he thought. It must be a soft landing down there. Then he picked up some scrap metal and threw that in. It was swallowed up by the blackness, but again, the noise of the metal landing on wood never came. He got down on his hands and knees and yelled into the hole. Then he stared, waiting for the yell to echo back. It never did. What in the blue hell? Now Mel was curious. He went inside and came out with a fishing rod and line and unwound it as quickly as he could. 
Once the line hit the bottom, it would go slack and he would know how deep the hole was. Simple. Well, a few minutes passed of unwinding this fishing rod and he couldn't believe it. He'd used the entire line and he still hadn't hit the bottom. So later that day, Mel had to run a few errands. He came back from a fishing shop with a bag full of fishing line. The fishing line's not gonna cut it, bud. A thousand meters long Oh, each. okay, maybe it will. He tied them together. The f- kind of fish are you trying to catch with that? I didn't believe that when I read it, you know. I like had to Google this and like they, they make them that long. You can buy like fishing wire and it's like a thousand meters long. The fish you catch with that line, they're not- <laughs> You don't want to eat <laughs> You don't want to eat them. They serve zero purpose. Yeah. They've never seen sunlight before. When you pull them out of the water, they explode. I mean, even in Animal Crossing, what's that line? Three foot and you're catching sharks. Yeah. Uh, deep sea creatures. You do not need a thousand meters. The earth version of that is like, instead of- I don't know, hunting a deer, you dig a hundred thousand feet into the earth (laughs) and eat a beetle that's been there since the dinosaur days. Just be a normal person. (laughs) He tied like 40 of these things together and lowered them in. He sat for hours doing this and yet the line never hit the bottom. He thought he was tripping. He lay back in the grass, unable to comprehend. He had used 80,000 feet of fishing line and it never hit the bottom. This mystery was too weird for him to tell anyone about and then believe him. So he decided to put it out of his mind. I mean, he really hit the mother load for fly tipping. (laughs) (laughs) He should have started charging locals to get rid of their stuff for them. Yeah, absolutely. Just come and just dump anything, whatever garbage, bodies. No one's going to find it. At least he tried to forget it, but in the following days, he was working in the yard, carrying his portable radio to listen to music. But it started cutting off. Goddamn Radio Shack piece of shit. He smacked it, but it still didn't work. That's when he looked over to see he was standing only a few meters from the hole. Throw it in. That's what he's thinking, right? No, it's definitely not what he's thinking. Bin the trash. He walked back a few paces. And sure enough, the radio kicks back in. Then walked a couple paces closer, and it cuts out again. He walked even closer to the hole to see what would happen. And that's when strange radio sounds started pouring out of the speaker. He turned up the volume to try and hear better. He could swear there was even a weird voice now, but he couldn't- Feed me! (laughs) Feed Mother Earth! But he couldn't make sense of it. Creeped out, he switched it off. In the next few days, he was getting into his car just a couple miles from home after running a few errands when he spotted his neighbor's dog, Jack, and went over to pet him. Oh, hey, boy. What are you doing out here, huh? To make sure it was Jack and not just an identical dog, he checked the collar. Sure enough, it was him. All right, I guess John is around here somewhere. I'll double check with him when I get back. Mel drove back to his house and caught John right before he went inside his own house. John, just the man I'm looking for. Wait, is everything okay? Oh, hey, Mel. Yeah, you don't worry about me. Listen, I want to talk to you myself. I hope you don't mind. You mentioned you had been dumping stuff out in your yard. Well, my dog Jack died last night, and I couldn't bring myself to bury him on my own. So I hope you don't mind. I I laid him to rest in that hole of yours this morning. What are you talking about, John? I just saw Jack with my own eyes. I'm afraid not, Mel. You must have been mistaken. Anyways, I'll best be going. Thanks again. 
Mel is freaking out at this point. He couldn't say it out loud, but he checked that dog's collar. It was Jack, all right. He was either losing his mind or something was going on with this hole. A dog went in that hole dead, Rory, and it came out alive. This is really weird. It's weird enough that this person's pet passed away and their first thought was, I'll just dump it in my neighbor's (laughs) hole. So apparently, it did seem weird to me, but apparently Mel and his friends and locals and stuff, apparently they had been getting rid of livestock in there. Let's say if like a sheep died on the farm or something, you you do have to dispose of that. You can't leave it lying around. It's true. Look, I'm not going to dance around the fact that I'm a city boy. (laughs) I like my coffee iced, my iPhone charged. I'm not used to life on a hard, rough farm. You know, I have no reason to own a shotgun or throw a dog in a hole. As far as I'm concerned, when an animal has a bit of a cough, He goes to a farm somewhere far, far away and has a good time with the rest of his friends. He doesn't get a bolt through the back of his head and thrown into hell. So this is a little intense for me. But maybe this is common practice. Maybe there are basically death pits for animals uh, in these kind of rural areas. Like what happens if a cow is sick? You can't eat it, right? Can you? Because it's bad meat. No, I, I, I mean, I guess not. You can't milk them. I mean, if they're really sick, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, if if they if they're just something's wrong with them, I'd say they do get put down. I don't know. I guess there's a whole there's a big range of difference between you going in and thinking, "Wow, that cow looks a little bit frail," to coming in and the cow locking eyes with you and saying, "What am I here for?" Right. To only make milk and suffer. You're like, okay, he needs to go in the pit. I think he came from the yeah. pit, Thanks. so I'll return him. <laughs> You lock eyes with the car and it goes You're like, oh god Mary, don't drink the milk (laughs) She's weird Mary spits out green milk (laughs) What? Oh Christ, not again Get the EpiPen She's not allergic (laughs) She drank demon milk you know that's not just a blanket antidote for everything, an EpiPen. <laughs> that night, Mel did not sleep well. He had fitful dreams of bizarre visions, his stress and confusion bubbling over, when all of a sudden, he woke. It was pitch black. It must be the middle of the night. But why did he wake up? For some reason, he could sense that something woke him. Was it a sound? What was it? At the window, he could see just a little light coming through the curtains, like twilight, as if it was a full moon. He walked to the window, already half knowing that what he was going to see was not good. As he pulled back the curtains, he looked out onto his property, to the hole, and he could swear there was a black beam of energy coming out of the hole. Oh my god. For sure, fill the hole full of concrete at this point. Well, you can, it would just keep eating (laughs) it up, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, that's what all is evidence to date suggests i guess like a manhole cover or something like that to just seal over That's the top of it yeah 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 i see what you're saying because you're not filling that thing up with concrete yeah and don't you know we got to learn from the uh, little piggies and the wolf the big bad wolf don't use wood don't use straw it's got to be bulletproof stainless steel yeah that's the only way to do it it's actually this kind of reminds me of um do you ever read um popular a Japanese horror artist uh, Junji Ito's story about holes? No. 
Ooh, you should do that afterwards. It's very, I don't remember the name of the comic uh, illustration, but it's basically a horror about uh, all these holes appearing in a cliffside Mm. In the in the shapes of humans. I'm sorry, maybe I have. Yeah, and yeah, I think and it's the only one I've read. It's terrible. It's, it's weirdly terrifying, and everyone has their own hole that just calls to them. And once they see it, they can't stop themselves from going into the hole. And it's like it's basically like horror design for people who have claustrophobia because yeah. the hole is like perfectly to the millimeter fits your body, so you can't like you just like. Once it's basically in, like those kids toys where the star fits in the star hole and it can't move but there's no there's no basket full of toys at the bottom no it, there's nowhere to go it's darkness and despair uh really we're seeing some similarities here him just being woken up hearing this whole call to him in the night <laughs> hopefully mel isn't about to throw himself in the <laughs> hole that will not solve his problems so he didn't fill it in or cover it up but he had to tell someone so he called none other than Art Bell. Someone who's come up surprisingly infrequently on this paranormal life uh, for a show about the paranormal. He was host of Coast to Coast AM. Now, Coast to Coast sounds to maybe some of our younger listeners like a chill drive-time radio station, but it was actually a pretty hard-hitting show that regularly broke paranormal news and interviews. We don't need Coast to Coast. We need surface to mantle. (laughs) We need... need Ghost to ghost. (laughs) Top to core. We need someone to get from the top to the bottom of this pit. If there was anyone who could understand what Mel was going through, it was Art Bell. So Mel called in, went on air, and told his entire f***ed up story to date. And Art listened patiently, as he always does. And once Mel got off the phone, he felt an immediate weight off his chest for telling someone else the story. This, however turned out to be a big mistake. The next night, it's about 10 p.m. and Mel is turning in for the night when he hears a knock at the door. Crazy assholes coming to my door this late at night. They can come back tomorrow. Another knock, but this time louder. All right, all right, I'm coming, Jesus. But he could never have expected what was behind that door. A tall federal officer of some kind <laughs> dressed in an entirely black suit. No way. I thought you were going to say it was like broadcast on the radio. So like a bunch of paranormal investigators or sightseers showed up. Why does, an, why does a federal a federal agent heard about of a deep kind. hole <laughs> and decided this was worth a journey? There is nothing going on. The they CIA. are overstaffed as f- the CIA are just like, we do have a number of like uh, militias in South America plotting to overthrow the uh, United States government. Or we did hear this hole where a dead dog went in and came out alive. <laughs> it's like, anyone want to call dibs? Like everyone's hand goes up for the dead dog. This is crazy. I love it. What can he do? Arrest the hole? Jump in it? <laughs> it's, yeah, it comes in a scuba diver kit. I want to jump in. They just send an elite crack squad of bungee jumpers in. Yeah, it's either going to be tourists showing up, federal agents showing up, or a bunch of people with dead dogs hoping (laughs) to bring their pet back to life. That's sad but true. Mr. Waters, my name is Agent Foster. Sorry to call on you so late, but unfortunately there's been a plane crash in your area that we're investigating. A plane crash here? I didn't hear anything. It was a stealth plane. 
Just kidding, Mr. Waters, that's just a little government joke for you. But unfortunately, the plane crash is very real, and we have to take a look around your property to look for wreckage. Mel looked beyond this MIB and saw several government employees in hazmat suits. Jesus, what are they dressed like that for? Is it dangerous here? We hope not, Mr. Waters, but in the interest of your safety, we insist on you vacating the property indefinitely. Excuse me? You would be, in effect, leasing your property exclusively to the United States government. For a considerable annual sum, of course. What the hell are you talking about, man? What plane crash? I recommend you vacate my property right now, or I'll be leasing you a considerable amount of shotgun pellets into your ass. You think you're going to talk me off my property? My grandfather lived in this county. His grandfather lived in this here county. We want to offer $250,000 up front and again for each year we occupy your property. I'll get my bags. Can I get that in cash, though? Uh, I'm not allowed in the check cash place. And just like that, Mel was removed from his property and he moved to Australia and didn't look back. He called into Coast to Coast AM a few more times to update on his story, but more or less after this, he left behind the world of the paranormal. Now clearly, with this case, Rory, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. I'm glad you brought that up. Mel was always extremely cagey about the specific whereabouts of his hole, which made this a pretty difficult case to investigate, although I do think it should be pretty easy when you think about it if you just Google map a few miles around Ellensburg, you're looking for a top-secret military research facility. But thankfully, a medicine man by the name of Red Elk went to the press in the early 2000s, claiming that he had visited the hole many times, as a young boy and as an adult in later years. He claimed that everything and more is true. So after Red Elk talking a big game both in the press and online about this hole, he finally agreed to take people to the hole. He organized a group of 30 people to join him outside Ellensburg to walk to the hole. This group consisted of scientists, geologists, paranormal researchers, mystics, and others. Believers and skeptics walked side by side, trying to see the truth of this once and for all. This is the most hilarious group that have ever taken an expedition together. Scientists and wizards all hand in hand on a journey to find a really deep hole. I love this. You got to really deliver at the end of that. If yeah. you've, you've, got, you've flown all these people out, only 30 people. It's like freaking Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Oh, They yeah. had to get a, 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 I don't know, a golden ticket in their cereal to get you, a chance. You've basically promised to rewrite the history and science books forever. Yeah. On this one hike. I can bring animals back to life by yeah. throwing them into a pit. Who wants to come check it out? Surprisingly, a lot of people. Now, unfortunately... Red Elk basically took them on a massive hike, then seemed to get lost, clearly didn't know where he was going, then gave up and apparently started lecturing the group about a place called the Inner Earth, okay. where giant lizards turn humans into sex slaves. <laughs> this is great. At which point the group apparently just decided to have like a fun day out. It went south so fast. Yeah. I like to think that within 30 minutes, he was already kind of trying to change the subject away from the <laughs> hole. 40 minutes in, he's actually saying that, that, that people should be pretty grateful that they're even here. 10 minutes into the hike, no one talking just goes, you know, it's not really that deep, though. 
<laughs> what? I just don't want you guys to get your hopes up. You said it was 25 miles deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it might be kilometers, might be meters, actually. The expedition ended with them in the wilderness, basically being mugged by him. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to mug everyone with a pointy stick <laughs> they beat him up threw him in the hole and he came back <laughs> twice as strong i should point out that red elk apparently uh famously wears a pendant around his neck uh with a, a piece on the end of it that he claims is from a ufo uh which he also claims he found in the middle of a road so that sounds pretty yeah i don't want you don't want space technology on your around your neck yeah that seems like the days of lead makeup like yeah you're not gonna live a long time the amount of people who just saw a ufo and got like radioactive poisoning <laughs> you don't want around your neck yeah it's so true i didn't even think about that well he still has the energy to scam people so he can't be doing too bad doing pretty good yeah and sadly just like that the chance of finding mel's hole for real was dashed People do still research this mystery, though, and still want to believe they're trying to track down Mel's elusive hole. Apparently, there was, in fact, a website dedicated to this called melshole.com. I kind of took in a deep breath, went on incognito browsing, and typed in melshole.com. That's smart. Not knowing if I would come out of it alive. Uh, it's like, you ever been to Pan Island? <laughs> That's not what you think either. It's uh, it's penis land. The for all you listeners that didn't get it, this website did four oh four. So oh, okay. it was neither the truth about Mel's hole or a scam or a porn site. Uh, it well, was just nothing. Penis land sixty nine. It didn't four oh four. So Roy, what are your initial thoughts about this case? You said that. Um, did you say people have tried to look for the actual location of the hole on Google Maps? Yeah. Because I really like the idea of, 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 of people being able to do a paranormal investigation from their armchairs, mm. from the safety of their own homes. Yeah, I mean, we don't have the time. There's so many cases in the world. We don't have the time to go visit them all. Sure, we're too scared. Of sure. course, yeah. It's well, expensive. Let's, let's we're too broke. dance around it. But, um, you know, it d does take time and we can't be in every country at once. So sometimes you need to be able to street view a paranormal yeah. site. You're like, I, I think... I think that might be it. You click and drag the ye little yellow man and he just disappears. <laughs> what? I guess that's, yeah, the satellite view would work because mm -hmm. it's taken from space. So you could see it, but you're not getting like a Google car drive. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Bye. Yeah, I did hear that the hole itself actually somewhat resembles a well. I think Mel or someone else might have built a small wall around it, clearly, to stop things falling in. Smart. Into the the nether the Neverland. Yeah. From, it might be kind of hard to spot. I mean, this thing's going to be pretty small. It's going to resemble a well, but it still should be findable, you would think. Yeah. And this kind of does bring us to the, the kind of final stage of investigating this and trying to find out if it's true or not. Part of the problem with this story for people who have looked into it and tried to determine its veracity is, is Mel Waters real? They cannot find any written record of anyone called Mel Waters ever living in this county. Now, this is not necessarily a problem in itself. We might expect Mel to have used a pseudonym, hide his identity. He did go on the run from the government after all. But he did paint quite a specific picture. He said that his wife worked for uh, Washington University, I believe. Again, no one really matching that description could be found working at anywhere near there. Okay. It doesn't bode well for the story when the man who found the paranormal thing might not exist, let alone <laughs> the paranormal thing itself. Yeah, it's quite a rare occasion where this is like a, a whistleblower, a cold call. They just said the craziest paranormal story, drop the, the mic, mic, and then... <laughs> drop the mic into an endless abyss. And, and disappeared then, like... into the void. <laughs> Uh, quite a weird one. Normally, people hang around to try and become famous. Yeah, really strange, this one. Definitely weird. I like the balls on him that he flew to Australia, which I'm going to go ahead and assume is the country that has the most dangerous holes of all time. <laughs> yeah, there's probably more. Way more. Lots of holes filled with creatures that probably could kill you. Snake pits and things like that. I mean, yeah. just to talk about that point... I thought it was interesting, this government offer of $250,000 a year to lease that property and to get him to kind of make himself scarce. Yeah. Uh, is that enough money for you to dip, leave your whole life behind and start a new one? No, I can't. I haven't worked out. I've seen a, a couple of different reports on this. I think it's per year. What? I don't think it was just like upfront and that's it. I think the idea was we're leasing this land for this much money. Oh my God. That's insane. Would you do it? If an MIB agent walked through the front door and offered me a hundred pounds to stop the podcast, <laughs> I probably would. Really? That's less than we make on Patreon. So I don't see how that figures. I will. I figure... He'll probably shoot me in the head if I say no. 
So it's a rhetorical. The question. money's pretty irrelevant in this situation. It's more me <laughs> wanting to live. To be fair, I did see at least one report for this story where the MIB agent offered two hundred fifty thousand, but also said, "If you don't do it, we might find a drugs lab on your property." If you don't do it, we're throwing you in your own hole. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea that the MIB agent showed up and he's like, it's like, all right, we're going to offer you $250,000 per year to lease the land, including the hole. And he's like, yeah, that sounds great. And the MIB agent just grabs him and he's like (laughs) holding him over the hole and is like, if you don't do it, I'll take you. I said I would do it. Whoa, whoa, wait. Oh, you're you're fine with him. Sorry, just in my head, I was like, "There's no way he's gonna do this." I just thought you so were gonna. This happens a l- mo- most of the time. People say no. Yeah, it's like uh, I'm 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 so sorry, like dusting him off. <laughs> sorry about that, sir. And one of the other key problems with this story is, I hate to say it, but coast to coast AM, pretty famous, groundbreaking show for uh, breaking paranormal news, but it's not the most trusted source of facts right i want to just paint a picture i did come across one story about the veracity of claims made on coast to coast am apparently a few years back someone called in to see if they would get accepted on air and they said their name was uh gordon freeman and they started talking about um how they're scientists and they work with sort of advanced top secret uh portal technology yeah and uh Turns out Art Bell and the whole crew took it pretty seriously. (laughs) Uh, And, of course, this turned out to be the plot of famous video game Half-Life. Fair enough, yeah. It was a little disappointing that they didn't catch that very blatant hoax. Yeah, that doesn't kind of, you know, paint them with a lot of confidence with the stories that they get. And we get those emails all the time, you know, chancers trying their luck. Can Uh, you believe it? uh, You know, they're like, oh... Uh, I saw Bigfoot. Can you write about my story? My name's Amanda Hug and Kiss. My oh, unbelievable. Uh, can you? Can I, I saw an alien in my back garden? Oh, can you mention me on the podcast? My name's Senior Wiener. <laughs> that one actually turned out to be true. I replied yeah. to him and I was like, "Fuck off, Senior Wiener. You made up man." And that's why we ask for um, tax returns, multiple forms of identification, social security, passwords to all online accounts bank accounts and we need it all up front we really do just to prove we are now the heirs to senior wiener (laughs) so so if anything happens to him we inherit his land and his money and and senior wiener actually is the leading manufacturer of jalapenos and it's a pretty pretty significant estate it really is the wiener estate is enormous (laughs) it's a grower it is it is wide and it is short (laughs) so roy i'm not sure i'm painting the most believable picture for you here but at the end of every episode we do have to decide whether our given paranormal tale is true or false what do you think today this reminds me of a story that i investigated quite a while ago now but one of my favorites which is the famous money pit Mm. uh i don't remember where it was on some island But um, very similar to this, it was a seemingly endless pit that uh, no matter how far you dug down... Someone died. Well, actually, no, it wasn't an endless pit. 
it was a place where they thought treasure was. Yeah, and they and kept was, digging down and sideways. And yeah, they, they, they just the kept way. going and going and going. And the cave was collapsing inward. Water was coming in. They drained the water, dig deeper. They just kept going and going. And uh, a ton of people died trying to dig up this treasure that was buried in the pit. Uh, it was ridiculous, but it's a great episode. I very much recommend it. And we're seeing a similar thing with just this enormous pit that just kind of calls just has this like alluring draw to it mm. that just calls people towards it. Very, very strange. It's yeah. a bit weird that we didn't really talk any more about the dog that was cloned. Well, we don't know if he was cloned. Well, he was cloned, wasn't he? Yeah. Because he kind of went, yeah. Or else it was some kind of like time loop or something. Maybe this is some kind of like Majora's Mask-esque hole that Link falls through in the beginning and ends up in a parallel universe. Yeah, that could work. What I don't understand is that if the federal government did get control of the hole, what are they going to do with it? Yeah. What, you're going to throw a terrorist down there and they come back to life? This yeah, seems weird. I, th I think the idea is they just want to research it. They're just, you know, they got feelers everywhere listening to Coast to Coast AM, listening to, hopefully, this Paranormal Life podcast, and just, you know, looking for tips on the That's latest That's what they always the say, though. Like, oh, we're going to research the hole. We're going to get our best men on the hole. Two days later, they're nuking the hole. Yeah. They've got an army man in there. They've got Colonel Floating Gun basically floating around the back of the scientist's head, just being like, pull the trigger. It's like, but, but we haven't started this. I said, pull the trigger. And they just drop a nuke down into this thing, and it never goes off. They're trying to, like, excavate the hole so that they can... Uh, drop the hole on countries they're at war with to try and <laughs> disappear the countries. <laughs> this is weird. This is a weird story. It is a weird one, Rory, but is it a yes or a no today? I think until I can get a picture of this hole, even a picture of the hole would be good. <laughs> I don't even need the fishing I wire. Picture. <laughs> I don't know if that would communicate the paranormalness of this hole. I, 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 I don't know. This could be a... a ghostly haunted tunnel that that calls out to the hearts of men it could be an ancient entrance to the hollow earth itself it's true or this could be a really deep hole that they found out in the middle of nowhere and then couldn't even find you said he could see it from his bedroom window so it couldn't have been that hard to find the hole <laughs> Right, but if, if you would see anything from your bedroom window, if there was a black beam of energy <laughs> oh, yeah. coming out of it, I should say on the topic of it just being a deep hole, some geologists did weigh in on this whole topic and they said it's basically impossible for a hole to be 80,000 feet deep because the heat of the earth would make it collapse in on itself. They said it, it, it may be, maybe the faintest possibility could be real because weird things exist in nature and yes the earth's crust in washington is that deep sure but it's very unlikely also the temperature eighty thousand feet down into the earth yeah i think they said it would be around 700 degrees centigrade which would probably melt fishing wire that's maybe why he didn't <laughs> get it back <laughs> uh, the, the reason he didn't hear any noise is because the materials evaporated <laughs> In the heat. Could if the be. dog wasn't dead when it was thrown in there, it's sure as hell dead now. But it doesn't uh, bode well for the physical possibility of this happening. Yeah. Yeah, if, if, if scientists are saying it's pretty much physically impossible to exist, that does either mean it doesn't exist or it is paranormal. 
And uh, I'm not seeing the enough evidence today to convince me that this is something that's paranormal. It's a no. It's a hoax. The whole thing is fake. Mel Waters isn't real. There's no way. Don't be too down on it. It says, you know, there's a chance. Red Elk is a con man. Sure, he's real, but he's a piece of shit. The whole thing is a lie. No one has ever found a scrap of proof to suggest that any of this really happened. Which, you know, if you were taking people out on a journey to show them some sort of cryptid or mythical beast, at least you got a pretty good excuse if you're like, I don't know, he was here yesterday in that (laughs) bush eating some berries. Yeah. It's a hole. It can't move. It doesn't move. (laughs) You really don't have any excuses. And I think Red Elk also... um kind of unfortunately vacillated from saying he had been there once and seen it to later saying that he had been there many times since he was a boy. So even he didn't get his story straight. Yeah, two months later, he's like, I was actually born in the hole. (laughs) I was born in the (laughs) hole. I crawled out of it. Uh, Yeah, it's a double no. It's a double no. It's a double no today. Unfortunately. We were in a bit of a no or a yes drought. Bit of a no hole. (laughs) 80,000 no's deep. Uh, So I don't know. Who's going to be that paranormal dog? Yes. That brings us back to life. I I do not know. Hopefully you guys can help out. If you have a tremendous paranormal tip, send it on in to thisparanormallifepodcast at gmail.com. As you can tell, we are not picky. We just talked for about an hour about a really deep hole. (laughs) And it's not the first whole episode we've done. <laughs> we've gone we've gone from investigating Roswell in a two-part episode <laughs> that, you know, spanned the entire relationship between the US government and extraterrestrials. Uh, and this week it was a, a, a weirdly deep hole that uh I don't know. Does it have an end? But I really think we're gonna <laughs> win the podcast awards next year. Thank you once more to Tom Davidson and Holly Horowitz for sending that one in to us. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Maybe next week will be like a really big hill <laughs> or something. If you enjoyed this week's episode and you just can't get enough of this paranormal life, you know where to go. Patreon.com is where we have a 80,000 foot deep hole <laughs> full of content ready to be. And just like the hole in this story. It doesn't really exist in the way in the way I've just described it. Uh, I got an eighty foot hole in my pocket. All right, the money goes in and the money goes out. I don't understand where it goes. So we're gonna need you to head over to Patreon.com. <laughs> On Patreon.com, we have over thirty something bonus episodes waiting to be listened to. These are exclusive to our patrons. The only people that hear them are those who subscribe to us on Patreon for around five dollars a month. You get access to all those in one click. We also have commune uniforms. If you need some new threads heading into the winter season. Another great place to check out more of This Paranormal Life is over on youtube.com forward slash This Paranormal Life, where we are putting up clips from episodes in video format. You can see our beautiful mugs uh, in all HD glory. Oh, yeah. Um, All the links to anywhere to find us from socials to YouTube to Patreon are all in the description of this podcast just swipe up on your app whether it's spotify itunes or wherever and check out those links also just have a look for the hole as well i don't want to like force anyone to do it but i can't do it all by myself i'm just saying that if you live in the ellensburg area we're kind of depending on you at this point i wonder what happens if you go onto google maps and type in hole (laughs) 
Imagine that word. It's definitely the name of a place, though. No one's done it before. Did you you go, you just have view where you're like in space looking at the earth and it slowly <laughs> zooms in and then it starts to get faster and faster and you go straight through the floor. <gasps> I vomit over my keyboard. <laughs> and I should say, if you want a way to support this paranormal life um, that doesn't cost moolah, um, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out in climbing the charts and getting more listeners to listen to this paranormal life and growing the podcast. Another great way is just to subscribe if you aren't already. Those little things um, really help us as a show. Very true. And at the end of the show, we like to round out with some shout outs. Some of you might remember a few months ago, we had to put a hold on new shout outs because we simply had too many names and not enough time on the pod. But if it's something you're really interested in, uh, do stick around because we, we do hope to bring that back in some form one of these days. Uh, so bear with us and we'll get there. And so, for now, thank you to Bob Yee. Bob's Yee uncle. Bob is an uncle. To my uncle? <laughs> you said Bob's Yee uncle like he's me uncle. He's he's not really an uncle. He's just like, you know, this, you know he's that guy in the community. He's just like, hey, he's, 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 he's your uncle. He's like, he's just an uncle figure to what? everyone. He keeps asking me for money, though. Should I give it to him? Is he my uncle? I'm confused. He's got a knife, kid. <laughs> it's the old uncle <laughs> racket. And they, a tale as old as time. Thankled, thank you to... Thankled, <laughs> <laughs> thank you to Watson. Watson is a criminal that never gets caught. And, and he mugged a police station. What? Hey, mugged? Yeah, he mugged what does that even mean? the police. He went in and... It was like, this is a robbery. That's like a level 100 difficulty crime. Yeah, you're five stars immediately. That's like <laughs> that's like going into a, a bee's hive to steal honey with the bee still in it. Yeah. Weirdly as well, as soon as he stole their badges, he became the law. Wow. So he just pardoned himself and left. That's insane. Weird loophole. Thank you to Jenny Hav. Jenny How? Half woman, half beaver. That's right. That seems wrong. That's not what the noise beavers make, is it? Have you ever heard of beaver? Touche. I rest my case. <laughs> I'm so wrong. <laughs> Thank you to Taylor Isom. Taylor Isom is when you really live, breathe, and worship all things Taylor. You know, instead of living like Jesus did, you live like Taylor did. How did they live? Like Van Wilder. Whoa! Partied every day and every night. I'm into it. Thank you to Nut M. Nut M was a experimental nut developed by the Soviets in the uh, <laughs> 70s. Um, <laughs> Project Nut M. They referred to highly confidential. Yeah, they thought they could simultaneously feed the nation while controlling the minds of the nation. Mm -hmm. uh, it went too far. How does a nut go too far? <laughs> The people became nuts. Oh, that's about as far as it can go. Yeah, it, it cloned with their DNA. The M stands for many, many people turn to nut. <laughs> I don't know how that's Russian for anything. <laughs> thank you to Kelby Anderson. Also, thank you for, uh, for giving a little tip on the James Dean episode. Yeah, so thank you to uh, Kelby and her son. Uh, no, no, Anderson. Really cool to have like a, a duo, like a family, keep it in the family. I don't think kind it's... Kind of paranormal investigation. I don't thing. think it's Anderson. Really, I think it's... Actually, it's really heartfelt. Really it's one nice. per, It's one person. It's not a family. You misread, you've misread the, the second name. 
I don't see how I could have misread it when I'm the one reading it. You haven't even By seen it. By definition, you're the only one that could misread it. Kelby and her son will not stand for this. Kind of slander <laughs> on the cast. Thank you to Becky. That's right, it's Becky with the good hair. Becky is growing hair uh, at about a foot a day. Pretty substantial rate. So she's actually donating that um, to... Oh, that's very noble of to, you. To, to people who need it. It's a good cause. She has Goku's hair, though. So everyone's walking around looking like Goku. Can I sign up for this <laughs> hair? Becky? Thank you to Thomas Corrin. Thomas wasn't born yesterday. He was born tomorrow. What? He's a time traveler. That's right. My brain is melting from that sheer concept. And he's come back from tomorrow. Which, if he was born tomorrow, he's still a baby. So he's not like an old man. (laughs) But he somehow has got a hold of an iPhone. And he's listening to the pod. Thank you for blessing us with your acquaintance. That's insane, man. Thank you to Mark. Give me 10,000 yards of fishing wire. Because Mark is a shark. And he's deep in the dark. Yo. So we're going to need some fishing wire. Why do you want to catch a shark? A goat. I think that's how they call it a dinosaur. And some worms. Why? All those. Just to like keep the other fish busy. So (laughs) so they don't go for the goat. Okay, I see the logic. I see that's actually pretty smart. Yeah, right? It's pretty good. Thank you to Jason McLaughlin. Jason is erasing. He just walks into um, university lecture rooms around the nation and he goes into where mathematicians have really important work on their whiteboard and their blackboards that they're working on for months on end. He erases it at night and then they have to start over. That's really mean. Ruins their careers. He's also a raisin, a little dried fruit. Shut up. Which makes it even more remarkable that he manages to pull it off. What a little shit. (laughs) Thank you to Ben Taylor. Ben Taylor, whose father was a sailor, left the family to go uh, sail the seas. Actually thought that the, um, the, the statue of a mermaid on the front of a ship was a real woman and uh, left. <laughs> Le- left one day with her, uh, not realizing that she wasn't real. I mean, whatever makes you happy, bud. Yeah, it made him sad. Sure, when he, when he of course. Realized, he that realized, she's wooden. Yeah, that she's wooden. Uh, it was an awkward conversation when he came back. Thank you. <laughs> of course he came back. With, you. Splinter, with splinters in his lips. Yeah, I get seasick easily. <laughs> Thank you to Dallas Stewart. Dallas Stewart is a palace steward. He kind of looks after the palace when the royals mm. are gone. But sort of parasite style... He kind of oh, takes no. the piss a bit, sits on the throne, eats all the royal food, wears the crown. Doesn't do very. Doesn't do a very good job. Not a good steward, no. So, Das, uh, I'm afraid that's not why you're being allowed into our commune because the palace will not stand for it. Thank you to Gaz Evans, Gaz Sevens Evans, because anytime Gaz hits the casino, they roll a seven. Cha ching! They only play that very, very weird specific casino game, which is roll a seven and you win. <laughs> That's the only rule. Shit it, blackjack, shit it, poker, everything. Which is weird because three sevens are 21. So they should be playing blackjack. <laughs> if only it transferred to cards, my friend. It's dice only. Thank you to Oliver Spicer. 
Oliver Spicer, the kitchen's spicer. That's Ooh. all he does. He doesn't cook the food. He doesn't prepare the food. But right when it's about to go out the door, he's like, hold on, hold on. Tastes like shit. And he crunches a bit of spice on it. Yeah. And then it's like the, the sacred wow. touch. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. It's pretty badass. It makes the food worse. Oh. Uh, but his dad owns the restaurant. So. <laughs> but he didn't so want to do the dishes. He didn't want to be the sous chef, the head yeah. chef. You wanted to be spicer. And he said, that's not a rule. It's just salt. There's not like some magical spice in there. He just puts a bit of salt. <laughs> yeah. Cracks it once. Thank you to Casey Sabo. Casey Sabo delivers cases of Sabo. The only beer that gets you sober. <laughs> <laughs> the more you drink, the clearer you think. That's the that's the catchphrase. Yeah, that was what they thought in the 50s before it was made illegal. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because it... it it doesn't. I mean, it sure it like perks you up, but it it destroys your liver at an alarming rate. It's water and cocaine. Let's not <laughs> dance around it. Thank you to Johan Rend. Johan, can you tell us your plan? Because we put you in charge of the commune's finances, and the place has been tanking for months. Yeah, we, we need to see the big picture here because it's starting to look like you're dr- draining us dry. You, you, you really are, and it's, it's we don't have the finances to stay afloat much longer, so even any, I'll take like a freaking, just a little PowerPoint presentation, and a, a picture of a graph with the, the things going up. That's all that I That would mean. really make me feel better. It doesn't even have to come from any evidence, just a nice graph. <laughs> Thank you to Brody Ryan. Brody the roadie. Brody has toured with every famous rock band on earth, except, I don't know how they keep still getting the gigs because there's such a rock and roll roadie they're passed out before the band even arrives to load in for the day so not really doing the one job no. that a roadie kind of has to do it's insane i don't know how i think they're just such you know a party animal they get tagged along every time that's pretty badass that being that fun that you're, you don't lose your job yeah imagine like a surgeon who just never did surgery or helped anyone but was such a party animal they got kept <laughs> at the hospital he's so good at karaoke at the annual christmas party <laughs> that they keep him on staff he justifies the 70k salary <laughs> and thank you lastly but not leastly to stephen white stephen white was on the price is right once oh uh but unfortunately he was such a billionaire he didn't understand the cost of basic items at all uh, he just kept guessing everything was uh, multiples of one million pound uh lost pretty immediately i feel like he really had no intention of competing on the show <laughs> he showed up in a tuxedo made of money and didn't need to win anything because he wouldn't even notice that kind of cash he said he said that into the mic before the ad break he's like this means nothing to me i'm already rich and they're all booing him stop <laughs> he's burning cash in front of the cameras really weird i don't know why he wanted to go on the show yeah thank you to steven thank you to everyone we've shouted out today as i say um we hope to uh we're kind of finishing up our (laughs) multi-year batch of shout outs but we hope to bring them back in another form one day to give new patrons um a a well-deserved shout out as well So thank you for tuning in this week. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We'll, of course, be back next Tuesday with a brand new Paranormal Tale. See you then. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 